right, people? Hello, hello. I hope you guys are doing well today. Now, as you know, on today's episode, we will be updating you guys with the current immigration crisis as well as our government shutdown. Now, <clears throat> I will tell you guys that, as you know, I told y'all before, they've been testing us this whole year with all this stuff that has taken place, okay? And I mean more severe than usual, because if you ask me, the last 10 years was a testing state. But now, I want y'all to really see what's happening. So, let's talk about it. Oh, excuse me. And the reason why I started to talk about this today, y'all, is because I am noticing uh, quite a few things that's going on. So, first, I'm going to talk about uh, the car market. And I'm going to tell y'all my experience of literally trying to buy a car and how insane it is in the current time period we live in. Like, it's literally, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. I remember when you used to be able to go in in the local newspaper, find an old person who's not using a vehicle, buy it in cash, and that was it. There is no such thing as that anymore. Like, I'm really realizing that there is no such thing as that. Okay. And the next thing I want y'all to know is, of course, they keep talking about, oh, this is just a test, you know, the little emergency alert. Now, if you didn't get one today, um, it came up on everybody's phone, and I did see the little emergency thing, and they're letting people know, oh, it was just a test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I got to say to our government. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like everything else. Now, <clears throat> as I go into this, of course, I'm going to go into the immigration crisis because I want y'all to know. I have not really seen things at the border. I'm actually surprised they don't have like a 24-7 camera out there, the way things are going, you know. But as you know, I've said this before. If y'all haven't realized this, the immigration issue and the migrant crisis, I want y'all to see that this is like way more severe than I think people are understanding. These are people coming from multiple countries. Everybody wants you to think it's people just coming from Mexico and this at the third. No, y'all. It's people coming from China. It's people coming from Africa. There are people that's literally coming from everywhere else in other countries. <clears throat> you know, as you as I told people before, I personally believe that we're being pushed in a direction. And the reason why I keep saying how scary it is is because you have to wonder, like I said before, what's going on in each of these countries to make these people want to flee. Now, as you know, personally, I'm for <coughs> immigration, and I keep explaining to people why. The hard reality of it is most Americans here are burnt out, okay, from everything, life, work, um, you know, the constant cost of living. You know, I'm just seeing that's just the truth. Like, most people are, like, really sick of that. Like, I'm just being honest, okay? Now, <coughs> another thing I could tell you is this. Because we're going to have so many people retiring within literally like the next few years, and if you don't know about this, they were talking about this a couple years ago, where you have the boomers, the people who've been working XYZ, told y'all they won't be working the next couple years. These people are going to retire. The only time, I'm not going to lie, I see older or elderly people working, they usually just do it um, to make extra money because they live on their retirement, or, or that's one case, or I see people who choose to work in their elderly because they don't have enough Social Security to pay their bills every month. Now, I'm also going to tell y'all this. Now, personally, I believe that the elderly um, should have communities and apartment buildings that's, like, specifically dedicated to them for them to live in that's rent control, meaning their rent can't go up, um, you know, for X, Y, Z amount of money. And the reason why I kept saying that was because I do think it's very unfair for people to work as many time or years as they did and literally still have to pay 
the cost of living that's happening now. Now, if you ask me, I think everybody shouldn't be paying it, but especially them. You know, some of these people, I hate to say this, they've worked themselves literally to death. You know, at 70, it's insane. The idea of somebody that old working a full-time job is literally the most discouraging and strange thing I probably have ever seen in our, you know, time period of me being here on this earth. <clears throat> you know, it's really, it's really sad. But anywho, I want to go into a couple of these things. And I want to let you guys know, of course, as usual, how you must prepare. So let's start this. Now, as far as the car market is concerned, I will tell y'all that the difficulties that that I have experienced buying a car is like literally insane. I cannot express to y'all how long it takes, um, the level or should I say the lack of cars that are available just in like an area that you live in. I say this because I remember when you used to be able to go to a car place, go to a dealership, you used to literally be able to get a car. Okay, and then you used to be able to really drive it home. You literally can't even do that anymore. Like the way so many cars, um, either from people's previous repossessions or whatever, most cars are literally at like in a sense, I guess you could say like a giant lot, or in a sense like a storage, I guess I could say. And they have to go all out of their way to bring the things here, do this. Now, <clears throat> just on the subject. I want to tell y'all about the experience I've been having so far about this car. So I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I was very disappointed when I found out that it would take them an XYZ amount of time to deliver it. Because for me, I started doing this process, I think in like, uh, yeah, in like September. So I was thinking, okay, I should have it by, I was thinking the beginning of this month. Now I'm realizing how disappointing it is to know that it may be later. And I'm genuinely hoping that they're able to ship it within like a couple of days. Like that's literally what I'm praying for. Because I know one thing, if I ended, if I end up having to get my car and you telling me I haven't even had the car a month and already a car payment is going to be due and insurance payment is going to be due and you telling me that I didn't even have a car in the process of it. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to be highly upset about that. But I just want y'all to see the point or perspective that I'm coming from. And this is like basically a lot of car companies now. Like all the ones, the car companies I went to before, is not that their cars weren't great. It just wasn't what I realized in the long run that people don't understand. I wanted something that was going to be reliable. Okay, meaning, yes, I had to get something that was newer. Now, everybody was like, oh, you could have gotten an older car. This is the third. But the truth is, if I still have to get an older car and basically make literally basically the same amount of payments monthly on something yes you might as well get something new it doesn't make sense to me to get something <clears throat> that's older and there's only a hundred dollar difference in payments every month and then on top of that the older car has more issues meaning if it breaks down it's going to cost you more if it's something that you have to fix it's going to cost you more you see what i'm saying like everything about it's going to cost you more now i'm not going to lie i was kind of upset because i'm not going to lie to you i genuinely did not want <clears throat> to at first take my car my first car I had got back I was like well maybe I should just keep it because you know yada 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 but no matter what I kept realizing I re- every time I thought about what happened with my previous experiences with old cars it was always me having to put so much money in and fix it up do this literally just to end up you know basically spending everything you work for and I remember thinking yeah I'm not going through that again I was like nope I was like I'm definitely not going through the phase of buying something and literally having the same thing have to be fixed or whatever within literally like a couple of months time periods i was like okay this this ought to work better now y'all is this my first time ever experiencing this nope and i think other people can definitely say the same 
the and not to mention um people keep trying to convince me oh if your credit was this etc this you know why i don't believe that y'all because what i keep seeing is this if it was really just that wouldn't some of and i'm telling y'all this is like car companies pretty much everywhere you look everywhere you go it's basically the same amount of money okay i remember when people tell them oh, i'm gonna put xyz amount of money down i'm not giving a person seven thousand dollars to put on a car like the idea of that is insane i was just like no like everything about that sounded crazy to me everybody would be like oh what your payments would be xyz or your payments would be this at the third but i explained to my this i said okay Whatever your monthly payment is, I said, I'm going to explain to you how you break it down to make it easier. If a payment monthly is, let's say your payment a month is maybe $500 or something like that. What people don't realize is if you get paid every two weeks, every two weeks, that's basically $250. So literally every time you get paid, I'm like, just take out the money, half of it then. And then when you get paid again the second time, take out half. People problem is they don't want to see it that way. Or if you're a person that gets paid every week break down the monthly payment of how much it costs a week and then take the money out and split it up into that week. So you can see every week how much money to take out so you have your payment. To me, now, that's how I do it. I just think that's a smarter way of looking at it. Instead of a person looking at it and be like, oh, this is a lot. The truth is you probably will be able to afford anything that you really want. Like, that's something I think that people can't understand. But I realize that it really does take a level of discipline. And I think that's hard for some people to hear because, you know, I'm being real with you. They have some excuses. Now, my sister, I told y'all, she originally got her car from Carvana which is originally where I was going to go to get a car, but I think what they're asking for for down payment is ridiculous. So, of course, I didn't go. I ended up not going with them because I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, and another reason, too, was because we already had, like, a, what do you call, like, a vending thing here, like, where you could actually go and pick it up. So that's why I kept thinking, oh, that's way more convenient. I'm like, I'll probably get this Friday, and I'll be able to do this. Now, one thing I could tell you about this other website I'm using is they unfortunately don't have something that literally says like when you'll be able to get a car i hope that makes sense nothing on here has anything that tells you uh like if you pay this you'll get this by this date or you do this by this date my sister when she went through the car running process it was just like way easier like everything she basically did she was able to get her car i think in like a week and i'm telling you to see that i'm with this other company is taking like oh my god weeks i'm hoping that literally by next week or literally in a couple days i'm able to get it once all this stuff is done and i'm telling y'all it's a nightmare like another thing i can't stand is my company's verification process of employment is really stupid like i'm gonna be real with y'all it makes no sense that i have to go through multiple departments just to prove i work there literally it's dumb i was like you literally should just have a way simpler system i said i cannot make this up y'all even if they had a person who that was their job to just verify if people worked all day. I would rather deal with that than to deal with the experience I've had. They literally want you to fax the paper to one department. Then once I did that, I'm trying to figure out why they haven't faxed it back. And they're like, oh, now we have to wait for the next department to verify this. And mind you, I'm looking at these people like they're basically crazy. I'm like, why do y'all have to go through this process of verifying something? I said, shouldn't it be all this should be done in a day? I got to do this one day. You did that part. Now I got to wait a whole nother day for somebody to do something else. The st- I'm telling y'all, like, I literally tried so hard, like, not to get irritated. But it made me ten times more mad because nobody answers your calls. Nobody answers your emails. They don't pick up. They don't, like, literally do what they're supposed to do. And then they have the audacity to get upset when you'll keep calling and keep emailing. 
okay, well, once I called you, emailed you, I'm like, get what you need done. You're literally there at work all day. You don't have an excuse of why it's taking this long. Oh my God, y'all, that process, like the process of going through this is a nightmare. I'm genuinely hoping that it takes them only like literally a week or less to deliver this because I was just like, literally, once I get done this whole experience, I'm going to put my whole experience on YouTube so I can tell other people about my experience and them deciding whether or not they want to buy from them as well. You know, that's just real because no matter what I keep looking at, I'm like, man, Imagine if you you had to go to work or something, right? Or you had no other way and you were doing this. Ain't no way you'd be able to go to work on time with the way they're doing the shipping or going about, like, getting it delivered. It's it's literally a nightmare. And I'm thinking, and now this is the worst part. They tell me that they go through this process of where they have to verify everything first. I said, so let me see if I get this right. I said, how come y'all just don't verify everything first and then get my money? I was like, why would you make me give you the deposit, give you this, you holding it, and then I have to wait to all these other things I verify. I said, that is so stupid. I said, you literally should do the process in the reverse. Because I said, why exactly? My thought was, as soon as I gave them the first deposit, I thought that's what they were doing. Doing all that verification, yada, yada, yada. But in the process of doing that, you think that's it, right? You think that's done. Nope. You have to wait for this, wait for that. And then, right, after you verify all this ridiculous level of information, well, once they do that, then they have to go through the next part and the next part. And I'm just like, this process takes so long that I said, you literally should have done this first. I said, especially seeing as that they will be so quickly to take your money, but be so slow to finish everything else. It's literally, oh my God, yeah, that part is literally a nightmare. <clears throat> and I'm being so honest. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is literally a nightmare. Now, luckily, if you're asking me why I decided to go with this, is because uh, for some reason, when I went to dealerships, they don't have my updated credit report or score. So because they don't have the updated credit report or score, there is nothing I could do uh, in the sense of them basically being able to get me approved, even though my score is up to date. It doesn't show up to date in their system. So I was just like, you telling me that because y'all can't see the update, my updated credit score in the system, that this is going to be a problem. And they basically was like, yep. I said, oh, my God. <sighs> so, you know, that was irritating. Another thing, too, was I decided to go with this as well is because I told you I was getting all the other protections, the gap insurance, the whatever, the wheel tire protection, all that. So I thought to myself, yeah, this still sounds like a better deal. I was just like, I'm still going to get something that's newer, doesn't have any issues with it. And I said, I will also be able to get all of my things covered. Like I told y'all, if something happens, I said, that's better. That's just the truth. An old car, just because of all the experiences I've had with my little lemons, y'all, I just genuinely do not want to experience that again. Okay, so now let's go into the next part. <sighs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's, when I tell y'all it's been a process, like all day you have to explain this stupid shit to people. And I'm telling y'all, I genuinely try to stay as calm as possible, but I'm not going to lie, it's quite irritating. I'm just like, why am I going through all this to get this done? I'm like, why are people just not doing it? And then when I emailed the person who literally told me they were going to get it done that day, they didn't do shit that day. Literally didn't even uh, reply back to the email I sent them. And y'all, <coughs> then on top of that, have the audacity to basically have an attitude every time you call and be like, okay, did you finish this? And one lady was so rude, wouldn't let me finish. I said, please let me finish what I'm telling you. 
she is so quick to try to hurry up and this at the third. I'm just like, that's y'all problem. I said, and she's like, this on a recorded line. I don't give a fuck about it being recorded. I was like, you're rude. I said, if you literally hear me trying to ask you a question, do not answer the question before I finish asking it. You don't know what I'm asking. I don't care if you think you know what I'm asking. Let me finish. She was so rude. I was just like, oh my God. It just goes to show y'all these people's mindsets. That's why I was like, ugh. Okay, a nightmare. And then what's worse is the person, let me see what time this lady answered me. Yeah, the lady answered my email. She answered this yesterday in the afternoon and told me that she would do this the next day. So then when I emailed her back the same morning, I'm like, okay, why is it that you literally simply didn't respond after you literally just answered this? I'm like, oh my God, these people are so irritated. <clears throat> this is why I always said, like, some things I literally hate about working about companies is that I genuinely believe they never have enough people. Like, <clears throat> I'm one of those people that believe in overhiring people because every time I have seen stuff like this always happen. You don't have enough staff. You don't have enough this. In every department, it's always the same shit. And, I, and y'all think I'm kidding. In every department, it's always the same. They never have enough people to do this, to do that, to do X, Y, Z. It's the same. And at some point, I'm telling you, when I said they got annoying, I was just like, oh, my God, these people are so irritating. It, it was so irritating. Y'all, like, I just want to tell y'all about my process so far. Once I'm done with everything, I'm definitely putting this on YouTube. I was like, yeah, people need to know how long this actually takes. Now, I did look up some other people's experience from buying from the exact same company. Some people had bad in a bad experience. And then I seen one where one girl said her experience was good. So I'm looking like, okay, maybe it just depends. Okay, another thing I didn't do, I made sure I didn't get something that was, like I said, old. I made sure I also got something that was free delivery, and I made sure, I think the guy, the person told me where the vehicle is, I made sure that it was, like, close in proximity, meaning the distance of how long it would take to get from XYZ shouldn't take that long, okay? Because I'm like, ooh, tell y'all, when I tell you it was a nightmare, this process, ooh, Jesus, nightmare, but I digress. So let's continue to the next thing. Now, the next thing I want to talk about on here was, of course, as y'all know, okay, this is going to be about the immigration thing. Now, this is a video that I was watching earlier, and I want to play all this so you could see what was happening. So here is the first one. Fair point. We can argue about the border and, and the like. 
It's interesting because when we did this segment a couple of days ago, uh, J.B. Pritzker, governor of Illinois, now writing letters to President Biden saying you must do something, you must, must do something. How worried are Democrats about this and why are they so paralyzed? Uh, they are very worried about this. This is an issue that is showing up in every poll I have seen, even in local well, okay, elections no, no, happening in the mid-year. Right, I'm going to give you the last word, though. Okay, easiest yeah. thing in the world for President Biden to do, executive order. Uh, we're not sending, accepting asylum seekers. You will be turned back. Tell the Border Patrol to deport everybody immediately. Uh, if you didn't apply for asylum in Mexico, you're going back to doing it there. We're done. He won't do it. What, what is, what is yeah. the control? You know, Leland, I wish I knew the full answer to that question, other than the fact that we are America, a country that is a shining beacon on the hill to people seeking asylum and seeking a better life, whether they're seeking asylum or not. And when they stop coming here, it's when we have a problem. But I think Joe Biden is old school in that fashion. And he thinks that way. And I think that we have to figure out a way to deal with this problem. And I think the fastest way to deal with it is look, we have two jobs in this country. We have two jobs for every person looking. Okay, look, I'm with you on the shiny city on the hill. You're, you're, you're telling me this doesn't have anything to do with politics? Look, everything has everything to do with politics, Leland. That's why I have a job. Politics is what we do in America. This, all these policies are problems because there's a, there are competing political forces within the Democratic Party and within the Republican Party. The Chamber of Commerce wants these people to have jobs right now. That's a Republican group the last time I checked. And liberals just want them to come here. There's conflict here that needs to be resolved. Yeah, no, look, and then look, and there's Republicans who won't do E-Verify because they know the truth. And if you actually had E-Verify and, and made people be citizens or have a right to work, a legal right to work, uh, we wouldn't need it in America. So there you go. Han, I got to run, buddy. Brother, uh, that brother, if this, was an, if, this was an, if this was an easy thing to, if, if this was an easy thing to resolve, it would have been solved when Congress actually functioned. Facts. Yeah, Facts. Bush would have solved it, Obama would have solved it, Clinton would have solved it, on and on. All right, we got to run. Yeah. Thanks. See, do y'all see what I'm talking about? So, that was them basically talking about the immigration issue, and they were basically trying to figure out what they were going to do, because now they're saying it's like 600 plus people that come by the day, and I believe every other week is a busload of people. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, it's not that the migrants are coming over here. The real problem is, where are they going to put them? We don't have the housing, okay? The jobs, I believe we probably do have, if I'm being real, like, I believe we'll have enough jobs. Uh, the next problem is, I don't think people realize this, how long do they think they can keep these people on the street? Like, most of these people really be sleeping outside and be sleeping on the street, okay? And if that's the case, how long do y'all think that's going to happen before, like, chaos? Or if the street becomes so overcrowded, that eventually it'd be like how it was, like, right after COVID, right? When it was, like, tent cities in almost every city. You saw it in California. You saw it in New York. You even saw it in the small places and small towns. You think it to yourself, a tent city here? You're like, it's not that expensive. But the truth is, a lot of people do think that. Okay, so let's go to the next part. This is going to be another video about the inflation. So let's continue. So I got a sub from The reason I just really craving it. And all I did was get a foot-long Italian BMT, and that shit cost me eleven sixty-five. What happened to five-dollar foot-longs? I try not to complain too much, but we just went to Taco Bell and got food for four of us. 
breakfast restaurant and got breakfast for all four of us, including an appetizer, and that was $66. So Taco Bell is almost the same exact price to feed a family of four as it is to go to an upscale breakfast restaurant. Make it make sense. I don't understand. I mean, I understand inflation's crazy, but this has to be greed. Taco Bell, I mean, we got three cheesy gorgita crunches and they were $14. So they're like $4 or $5 a piece now for a taco at Taco Bell. A beefy five-layer burrito was $3.89. I don't understand how this can't be inflation. Taco Bell used to be like a dollar. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Make it make sense. This is insane to me. The, the price. This has to be price casting. Now, y'all, that dude is not lying. I literally used to be an avid person that went to Taco Bell. I would get their little drinks. I would eat their breakfast. Their stuff is way too expensive. Like, it's not even normal. And if y'all are wondering why, because of the time period, at the time period, all I could afford was getting certain fast foods. So I used to always use like a lot of coupons and Taco Bell was the only thing I knew of that had at least some level of health to it. And I know it's not healthy, but what I mean is at least they got lettuce, tomato, onions, beans, you know, stuff like that. So I would like get nachos with beans on it, onions and all that. And I would get those all the time because I'm thinking, okay, well, at least I'm getting me some protein from these beans. You know, I'm getting some type of iron. You know, I'm getting a little bit of vegetables and this at the third. So for me, that was suffice enough. And beans have a lot of fiber. So for me, that would keep me full, you know, having that. Now, oh, I ain't went there. I haven't been there in a while. Probably like I could probably say at least a year or some, a year or some change because of what he's saying is so true. That gordita crunch is one of, used to be one of my favorite things on that menu. That's insane. He ain't lying. That thing is almost like 5 or $6. I remember when that thing was like 2 bucks and some change. Yeah, because you got the dollar menu, which if y'all don't notice this, this is why I don't eat fast food anymore. <laughs> like if I order food, it's usually from a local restaurant. If I order pizza, it's usually from something local. This is why. For a fast food chain, right, which is usually supposed to be a cheap, quick option, right, if you're hungry. For something like that to no longer have a dollar menu, and I'm telling you, McDonald's don't even have a dollar menu. I haven't been to McDonald's literally in years. I would go because one of my friends, she goes. But I just usually wouldn't, I'm going to be honest, you don't really eat nothing from there. I don't really drink nothing from there. I used to get the, at least, you know, that dollar drink they used to have. But I don't even think that's a dollar anymore. Do y'all remember that? When you get any size drink for a dollar, so you go up there and get you like a large uh, Sprite or a large fruit punch or something like that, large sweet tea. <clears throat> they, they've been a dollar for years. I think this is the first time I've ever seen where it's not a dollar. McDonald's no longer has a dollar menu. Everything is basically like two bucks or more. And I looked on there and I was just like, why are they saying <clears throat> dollar menu? Literally nothing on there is a dollar. And I think that's the same thing for most fast food places now. You could go, but nothing there is literally what, like some change or something. It's just not. Nothing is where, how should you say, where if you're like on a tight budget one month, right, or you're just waiting to get your paycheck so you could buy you some groceries, you could use five bucks and buy you a little bean burrito for the next couple of days, and that could at least suffice you. Oh, now, that $5 is enough for that one day. And if y'all don't remember this, I remember when I made one of my podcast episodes where I was telling people eventually I believe that fast food um, 
will literally be nothing will be under five dollars i literally said that i was like at some point i really believe we're going to eventually see that where nothing would be under five dollars i know this because i remember when they used to have a large fry for a dollar y'all remember that i remember when everything and this is when I, i'm thinking especially when i was a kid you could get a hamburger for like 30 or 40 cents and i seen it go up to maybe like 79 cents now a regular hamburger is a dollar and some change that's literally toasted bread a little bit of onions two pickles mustard ketchup and that little thin ass patty <laughs> y'all know how like the thought of it is insane like just thinking about that but let's continue she is not lying so i remember this okay so me and my friend were just we was we worked at the same job and in the morning she would uh be nice enough to take me home right so we would always go to starbucks and get us a coffee this is like our little normal routine okay that was our treat for working hard helping patients we was like we deserve us some good coffee so we would go and get us a little treat from starbucks so i never forget this right she had never tried a frappuccino before and i was like okay i got it i said i'm gonna uh, this is my treat for you i was like you gotta try a frappuccino i was like it's super good 
and she's like what is it I said it's basically like a, a iced coffee drink with uh whipped cream and you know different stuff in it and I said if you want to add stuff in it you can but I said I suggest trying how it comes first and then you can make whatever you like she's like okay so yeah we go to the window um, I think I got a Frappuccino, she got a Frappuccino, and then I got me my spinach egg wrap, which I love, you know, I told you, that's my healthy breakfast, comes with spinach, comes with sun-dried tomatoes, it's not that many calories, it's amazing, <sighs> y'all, while we get to the window, and the person's like, okay, that'll be 13, and <laughs> Marilla, she looks so crazy, she said, did she just say $13, I said, yeah, that's, that's about right, and mind y'all, these were both small little drinks than third, she was so shooketh, and she said, for coffee? I said, yeah, but this is an ice blended drink with whipped cream with all this stuff in it. She was just like, that is insane. So to see that that woman had a basic coffee and she paid $8 for it, and I got a Frappuccino that's small, that comes with crumbles, uh, mocha sauce, you know, you can add different stuff in there and whipped cream. And this at the third, you telling me she paid for water, beans, sugar, and some cream of $8? No. That's wild. Coffee should literally be a dollar. Basic coffee? Absolutely. Coffee is only more money, I know for a fact, if you're getting like espresso, which is like super caffeine. Like if you're adding something like super caffeine or certain creamers, certain stuff in it, that's the only way I know it costs more. But you're telling me regular coffee? That was wild. Eight bucks? No. Let's continue. fed up with how much it costs to eat like it's to the point where it's like how is we supposed to be the moms like the tiktok girlies where we taking our kids to the aquarium and it's 65 dollars per kid to get in the aquarium when we could barely feed them i spent 425 dollars on groceries a week and a half ago and i'm running out of stuff already i look in the freezer ain't nothing left but a half a pack of ground turkey and a whole chicken where is the rest of the food at i just grocery shopped the juice gone, eggs dwindling, like, it's too much. Then you can't even eat out either. Why is Wingstop $18.99 for a 10-piece? Since when? It used to be $10. $10 for a 10-piece with the fries back in the day. What is going on? Chipotle, $18. What was $18? What, what, what was $18? Subway, Panera, and don't, and don't even get me started on trying to eat healthy because now I got to buy my fruits and vegetables weekly, every four days, not even weekly. It's just ridiculous how much money you got to spend on food. I don't even want to be hungry no more, for real. budgeted my paycheck that I get tomorrow and it's $317 left over after my bills this week. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be a hermit. What I'm about to show you is absolutely crazy. So just indulge me for a second. I'm gonna draw you a picture, okay? I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The minimum wage here is $7.25 an hour. Overtime after 40 hours work is time and a half. That equals out to 1080 an hour after 40 hours work. At 40 hours a week, you'd be making 290 a week, and that is 1,160 per month. That's 
15,080 per year before tax. In Philadelphia, you get about 81% of your income after taxes. So after taxes per month, you'd be making $939.60. Okay, now hear me out because I'm just trying to prove a point here. If you worked 80 hours a week, which no position is offering you, just for posterity, you'd be making $725.20 per week. 2,980 per month before taxes, 37,710 and 40 cents per year before taxes. Per month after taxes, you'd be making around 2,349.64 after taxes. The average rent for a one bedroom in Philadelphia is 14.25, but you know they require you to make three times the rent per month. So that is 4,275. You're not getting that even at 80 hours a week. On minimum wage, you're not getting a one-bedroom apartment at the average rate. The absolute cheapest thing I found on Zillow just now was a studio apartment with no appliances, just a toilet and a, in a room, basically, for $9.50 a month. Times three, $2,850. You're not even getting that. You're not even getting the cheapest unit that I found for rent in the entire city. Mm. A room with a toilet in it. You don't even qualify. You don't. Now mind you, I have not even talked about bills, heating, electricity, car, insurance, health insurance, fucking food for God's Facts. Mm -hmm. Your argument is, oh, well, minimum wage jobs are for teenagers. Why don't you go to college? Okay, do you want to talk about the price of college? Facts, it's too much. Finding somewhere to live while you're in college? Mm -hmm. This is not even my situation. I make enough money, I'm comfortable. But it doesn't take much for me to sympathize with somebody that's not in my situation. So try sympathy before you tell me that we shouldn't raise the minimum wage, okay? Yes, y'all. I am so glad this lady made this video. Just the breakdown of everything she said, monthly, per week, this. I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel sorry for any person that doesn't have at least a trade. Because I'm gonna be real with you. If you make a trade, if you have a trade or some type of license to do something, you usually at least can kind of live okay. Like, you literally can be at least decent. People who don't have any education, nothing, they can't afford school, they can't do this. Yes, it's so messed up, y'all, because the truth is... No minimum wage job will ever be enough, like she said, to make anything for a one-bedroom apartment. Like, it would be impossible. Like, even now the other day, I thought about moving. I was like, well, you know what? I could give me a one-bedroom. But you know why I keep saying no? Because I keep looking at the truth of the reality. I was like, I still would save more money if I stay here. I said, I still could give me a new car. I still could pay it off. Like, I literally realized that just that's just simply the truth. Not to mention... I cannot make this up, y'all. So I'm going to tell y'all my experience of going to shop for a one-bedroom apartment. Because I want y'all to hear how crazy this is, right? Okay. Now, mind you, a few years ago, a one-bedroom apartment, you could find one for like seven or $800. That's a one-bedroom that came with the bathroom, dining room. You got your kitchen. You got your lunch. You got everything. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all what they offer now. So I went to see one apartment that I actually genuinely liked. I like the setup of it. I like it was small. I like it was one way in, one way out. You know, if y'all don't know this, I believe most apartments, they have a one way in, one way out type situation. You honestly have less, um, less crime in your area or neighborhood. Like, that's just my experience. And most of the areas I've always lived in as well have been gated. So because of that, 
I kind of stick to that same experience when I'm going for like apartment hunting or shopping. It's the same thing. I'm like, okay, well, if this place is not gated or if it's just not one way in, one way out, I know for a fact that those areas more than likely have crime up. If those uh, communities aren't protected, like they're not gated, they're going to have certain things. Yep, same thing. Those areas, every time, the crime rate is ridiculous. Like, I can't even tell you how the level of people that get their shit stolen. Like, I've had stuff stolen before. But I know for a fact, it's probably nothing compared to people that live in a way worse area. Okay? Like, them people probably steal your groceries. You probably really couldn't put nothing on your front. Like, nothing. I'm being honest. I think that situation in those neighborhoods is way worse. Like, you know, you probably have people literally physically shooting or killing in those areas. Which is very sad and dangerous. But let's continue. So I went to look right, and I looked looked at the apartment. I liked it. I thought it was a good size. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. And as y'all know, I told you, I'd rather have a certain amount of space because you have to also remember what you have to clean, what you have to vacuum, the stuff you have to take care of. And I remember thinking, yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to overclean an apartment, to do this, that, third, and so on and so on. So I think, you know, a certain space for me is good. Like, I, all I need is this and that's it. So let me tell y'all this, right? This apartment I saw only about (laughs) bless me sorry y'all this apartment was probably only about let's say I want to say about 600 square feet and then now it wasn't a studio apartment a literal apartment which is crazy because I'm gonna be honest with y'all most apartments I seen was like 800 square feet or 900 square feet when I was growing up. Now, that's when I was in high school thinking, okay, I can probably get me an apartment. And back then, you really could. Graduating high school the year I did, I could have just got a minimum wage job and for real, just like got an apartment and paid for everything. Now, that's true. So, let me tell y'all. So, this is what ended up happening, right? After everything, everything it come with, that's still not the likes, that's still not this. The person tells me, oh, you have to get an internet package if you move in here. And so I said, do I have to get the package? I said, I don't watch TV or cable like that. I said, I have subscription services. You know, I said, I don't pay for cable. I never have. I've never even had cable in my name. And she's like, are you serious? I said, yeah. I said, I think it's a waste of money, so I've never paid for it. And she's like, well, how do you, again, watch TV? I said, subscription services. I said, that's why they have Netflix and Hulu. I said, that's probably, what, 10 bucks a month? I said, 10 bucks a month for some cheap entertainment beats paying, like, a two, $300 cable bill. Paying a two, $300 cable bill is crazy. You know, I was being honest with her. I said, that's crazy. So let's continue, right? So then she's like, that's going to be $75. Y'all, $75 for you to for, for me to get cable and internet? I'm thinking like, no, I just want Wi-Fi. She's like, unfortunately, we're contracted in our apartment complex with this specific service provider. So if you want to live here, you have to get this package. I was just like, y'all, and mind you, this is not the first time I've ever heard of that. Now, this is the first time I've ever heard of where you are trying to make me get cable and this most community or places I've lived in, they usually only require you to get what you want. But to tell me that I'm forced to get cable, it was crazy. I was just like, no, I only need the internet. I don't need, I only need Wi-Fi. I don't need anything else because I was like, the truth is I won't use it. So anyway, let's continue. Now, this same apartment was cute. Everything, they had a little moderate upgrades. It wasn't something super amazing. I did like the fact the ceilings were high. I feel like the bathroom, I wish it was bigger than what it was. It feels really, really small. Like, I think my bathroom I have now is bigger than the bathroom I saw in the apartment I went to look at. The bedroom space was pretty decent, and the closet was a pretty decent size, okay? But overall, decent space, okay? 
neighborhood was pretty cool I did like the fact I had a front porch which I'm not gonna lie I thought was nice because I could kind of sit out there um I didn't get one with a patio just because I think getting a patio is extra money and I just genuinely believe that's not worth it when I can just sit outside on my little covered porch I was like that's just crazy now all of that came up to be about like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. Now, to me, I thought to myself, even though I know I could probably afford that, now that's everything. The rent itself was like, I think eleven hundred, but including the cable package, you know, the little trash, uh, et cetera, this, that's it. When they told me that the apartment doesn't come with a washer and dryer, that's when I was out. I was like, nah. I was like, I have to have a washer and dryer. I was like, that's crazy. I'm not finna get up every weekend and try to make it to the to the laundry man. I was like, nah, that's exhausting. Like, and you just honestly, genuinely don't have time to do that. So, and mind y'all, before in the past, when I did have to go to the laundry man, I can't tell you a level of people that would steal my clothes. Literally steal my clothes. Go in there and steal clothes that's literally not theirs. <laughs> so yeah, that was one thing. And so I started doing the math. I said, so if this apartment right now is going for 1100 I said, if I stay there and get this apartment and be there for a year, I remember thinking to myself, I wonder how they're going to grow up in a rent. Whatever that apartment is, I said, I bet you that rent is going to be higher the following year. Meaning the 1100 I was once paying will be twelve, and then 13 And then before you know it, that little bit apartment that also does not include washer, dryer, it doesn't have none of these other amenities that you can actually use and help yourself, that place is not worth no 12 13 14 or $100. It's just not. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, nope. So that canceled out that one just from that. And y'all too, let me know if you've ever been apartment hunting, looking for a one bedroom and you also see the same ridiculous stuff. I'm like, I'm going to say this again. Why is washer and dryer not included? Literally y'all, where I was at, they didn't even have a um, washer and dryer area to put one in. That apartment that I was looking at was literally just a living room, a kitchen. It had a small dining area, a small bathroom and a decent sized bedroom and closet. That's all it was, the entire thing nothing else that was wild but let's continue well i had an eye-open experience with my son this weekend so my son graduated from college six months ago and when he graduated he was gonna move back in with us so he could find a job here in this local area and save up enough money to move out on his own but no problem with that so it's been about six months he has saved almost every single dime he works a 40 hour a week job um makes $40,000 a year, which back in my day was sustainable to be able to live. Apparently that's not the case anymore. You can't like live on $40,000, which makes no sense to me. So we were looking online at Zillow Google to find apartments and houses within his budget, you know, a house to rent because he has a dog. So we said, let's write them all down and let's go check them out because pictures don't tell you what's really going on y'all. So we drove around to some of these and I, I can't even tell you, some of them I didn't even feel comfortable driving down the street. They were in really, really shady parts of town, looked like a war zone, the whole house looked like it was off kilter, a lot of work to be, like, it just looked like it should be uninhabitable, like, not, don't rent this, it should just be tore down, right? And then when we went to apartments, these apartments that were within his price range, and when I say price range, they were still going for like $800 a month. These $800 a month apartments I didn't feel comfortable with him living in these apartments. Like when I say those two look like they should have just been torn the hell down, they should have been. The only ones that are decent, like he found a studio apartment that's in a nice neighborhood, very right? $1,400 for 485 square feet. That is more than my mortgage. 
right? And then regular apartments, not even like glamorous apartments, just one bedroom apartment that has normal square footage is anywhere from 13 to 1700. We live in Montgomery, Alabama. We're not in a big metropolitan area. There, I don't understand how the housing market has gotten so donkey, okay? And everybody says, well, then he should just buy a house since it's cheaper and mortgage is less than rent. Well, nobody will give him a mortgage loan because he has no credit. Not that he has bad credit, he has no credit. He didn't want to get into debt. So he doesn't have any credit to show for it. So it's like a lose-lose situation. I don't know how they're living. I don't know if he can move out right now because I personally don't feel comfortable with the places he can afford moving to and he can't afford the normal standard shit that I would have afforded back, back when. How are people doing this and how do we expect our young kids or, but he's not young, he's 25, but how do we expect our youth to get ahead? I mean, really. Yeah, aspects. You know, I really try to keep it cute. I try to be understanding, be an adult about this whole inflation situation. But at this point, they're playing in our fucking faces. So originally, I was seeing stuff go up 20, 50 cent or whatever. But what I really want to talk about is honestly the price of French fries and tater tots, tater tots more importantly. They were $2.99. Then they went up to three twenty nine, which was okay. They are now $5.99. $5.99 in the stores. And I am at my wit's end. I think one of the most frustrating parts about being a young person today is that we see the ways that things could be better, right? Like, wouldn't it be great if my landlord wasn't legally allowed to raise my rent 20% one year and then do it again the next year? Wouldn't it be great to have a four-day work week where you don't have a six-hour work day? Wouldn't it be great to have more public transit systems so we wouldn't have to rely so heavily on cars all the time? But whenever we say these things, People in power and the older generations are like, you know, that's going to cost money, right? You don't think we're paying for this already? It's just so infuriating that it costs so much to just exist. And none of us really even asked to be here, right? And we have solutions. Like, the solutions are out there. And they may not solve everything, but they would make it better. And the people who are supposedly supposed to represent us are like, oh, yeah, you have no idea? Oh, that's cute. Sorry, I have a luncheon to go to. Like, okay, guess we're screwed then. Thanks. And I know that America is objectively not the worst place in the world to be, right? But I don't see how wanting better has become like a hot topic. Like, why is it such a divisive thing? Like, this resistance to like things that are very obviously going to help everybody is just so frustrating. Because like, why? I feel like people forget that we are where we are right now, like in terms of equality in society, because people chose to make such a stink. Like, maybe we should listen to the people. Just a thought. Yep. The average cost for one person living in America right now is $3,500. What the hell is going on? Oh no, and, and I, I'm feeling this. I feel like the last time I went to Starbucks, I got like a $10 drink, like for like some strawberries and swear to God. Guys, I drive a Jetta with a four cylinder engine. I paid $50 in gas for regular gas. So I live by myself. I, I, I mean, I don't spend a lot of money, yet I'm almost spending $2,000 a month. I haven't gone out shopping in like six months. I literally eat the same thing every day, and yet I have to be spending two grand. Apparently, the average American only makes $56,000 per year. So you're telling me the average American only saves $14,000 a year. And that's if they don't spend it on random BS. So I made this account because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a 20 year old, I live by myself. I go through all like normal stages that everyone else had to go through and I just want to record it. But I try doing everything correctly. I don't have a car payment. I, I don't spend a lot going out, like, but it's still $2,000 for me. So if any of you are still living with your parents, let that, let that be a reminder and let that sink in that that will soon be you, my guy. But guess what? I will be here for you. 
They struggle soldiers. That's wild. For Oscar Mayer, hell no. Nah. Yeah, she ain't lying. Oscar Mayer is just like a cheap version of Jelly Meat. For that to be eight dollars for that little pack is crazy. If y'all don't notice, now I told y'all, I about make a lot of deli sandwiches for lunch, which usually lasts me like two weeks to eat. When she said that, I'm gonna tell y'all why I say that. If that little nasty meat is $8, and I'm telling y'all, it used to be $10 a pound to get a slice of the deli. Now, it's $16 a pound for turkey. For deli turkey, $16 a pound. Okay, let's continue. I saw this TikTok the other day about how we all feel broke, and they were saying that um, during the Great Depression, the average American was making $4,300 a year, which is the equivalent of like $95,000 by today's standards. So I had to go look that up. I had to do my own research, and this is what I found. Now, I found this list of the cost of things in 1938, which is at the very end of the Great Depression, okay? So you can see the list. Now I'm going to tell you what that actually amounts to in today's numbers. So the wage for one year in 1938 was averaging $1,731, which is the equivalent in today's standards of $37,193. So that was where I was having a big disbelief was in the amount of wages that they made in the Great Depression versus today. Because I make more than that, but it's saying that the national average is $63,400 for today. Now, while I can buy that 37000 is uh, not a lot of money by today's standard, um, here's where the real kicker is. In the Great Depression, a house cost $3,900. That's crazy. That amounts to an inflation rate of $83,000, where in actuality, houses are averaging over $420,000. Yeah. Yeah, let's just pause it for a minute. The fact that she said, uh, and this was a brand new home, was only $3,800, I could have bought that shit. Like, when I think about that now, I'm like, okay, I have some money in my savings. So I'm thinking, like, I could have literally bought a house for $3,800 now, moved into it, my bills probably would have still been cheaper, and I literally still would have had money left over. Just thinking about that is infuriating. I ain't going to lie to you. That's why when, I, when people keep talking about the older generation, the older generation had it so easy. It's so funny. For years, they told us that it, and it was us. They had it so easy. 
The cost of living was cheap. Everything that you had, you could literally afford. Let's continue. Thank you.